Pack your bags and welcome to the Cactus Dispatch, a chill podcast about traveling however you like to do it. My name is Mary Beth, I'm your host, and I am heading home to Mexico City in about three hours, and I'm very excited. I'm also very excited to introduce my good friend and roommate, Mario. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Mario is Italian, and uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. He's a big traveler, and um, we're going to talk about how we met, what we're doing this summer, and enjoying our time as roommates. Um, The big theme of our friendship is traveling through Provence uh, without cars, so that includes hitchhiking, an app called Blah Blah Car, which I've talked about it, um, taking the bus, taking a lot of luck (laughs) a big a lot of luck um then we're both going to talk about our apps of the week uh we spend a lot of time on our phones so we'll talk about that and then what we're doing next are high altitude and low blood sugar of the week um high and low moments and then um mario has a couple of things he's going to call out at the end and uh we'll let you know how to keep in touch so mario can you um can you introduce yourself? Well, so I'm Mario, and I'm 25 years old. I come from the south of Italy, but I now don't live no longer there. I moved out of Italy when I was 18, and it's been seven years all around the world for me. Uh, as far as my life experience is concerned, I've been in more than 45 countries probably so wow. far. I now lost the count, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, I don't consider myself a tourist. I really want to uh, explain this point. I consider myself a traveler, which are two very different things. It's you, not you do consider yourself a traveler? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think like tourist and traveler are two separate things. Okay. Totally. Uh, it's not just a matter of having a backpack in your, you know, like in your mindset mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just about like the experience that you have when you travel, and. I can totally see how travel changed my life completely in so many ways. You know, I grew up in a very small reality in a town of only 300 people. And I thought that that was the biggest things in the world, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I was used to. And after I did my first trip, I was like angry for more and more, you know. Okay. I always try to uh, jump in new cultures and try to discover things that I didn't know. Um, you know, my very first, let's say, crazy trip Mm-hmm. was in Australia where and I was I believe 19 okay and I went there with the intent of becoming an au pair and okay. I was working with children then it was just such an easy things to do since my English wasn't that good back then and it was very hard for me to communicate with people okay so I thought it was going to be a great idea for me to start interact with people and learn some English you know kids actually are a great way for you to practice your English. So I okay. recommend this to everyone. If you struggle with English in the beginning, try to be an au pair in an English-speaking country. I bet it will help you a lot. And and I'd say that in for me with Spanish, being around kids whose first language is Spanish, I've learned so many. You learn a lot of like little things that people say to children that they wouldn't say to an adult learning a language. Exactly. We have to consider the fact that like, children do not, 
F yet, like children at a young age, like the sentence structures, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they will talk in a, such a simple and easy way that will be easy for us to understand, but it will help us also to build our vocabulary. Yes, yes, exactly. So you went to Australia. Where in Australia were you? I went in Perth. Okay, that's on the West Coast, right? Yes, exactly. It's okay. Western Australia. And I decided to go in Perth because I wanted something different and I wanted to go to Sydney, which was like, you know, like the most famous place in Australia, right. let's say like that. And actually many people think that Sydney is the capital of Australia, but it's actually not. Oh, what the is capital the capital of Australia is Canberra, oh, which is like a very okay. unknown city, actually, like it's not even touristic. Okay. I've been there, there's nothing to see. Actually, <laughs> I, I had a roommate who was from there, I think, yeah. in New York. But um, so you were an au pair there, right? Yeah, for I was an au pair there like for uh, four months. Okay. And I went there with a thing called Working Holiday, which okay. is available only for certain countries, I believe for Americans too. Okay, so it's workingholiday.com? Yes. Uh, in order like, to get like a second working holiday, though, this is the interesting part about Australia, you need to do a thing for three months called regional work. Okay. Where you literally become a farmer. You know, you oh, have to really? work in the farm. So yeah, I milk cow, like I pick up fruit. So you were like a farmer and an au pair? Yes. No, no, no. Thing? I've been an au pair in the beginning. Then when oh. I finished my experience as au pair, I liked Australia so much that I thought I was going to stay another year. And okay. I get the three months work, but then at the end, like, I changed completely my mind. <laughs> okay. So you went as an au pair, and then afterwards you had to do some type of regional work? Exactly. As part of working holiday? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you're paid for all of this? Oh, my right? God, yes. And okay. Actually, the pay was so good. It was like really? something like $21 per hour. Wow. So I ended up saving a lot of money. Okay. I was actually so rich in Australia, such at a young age, <laughs> that I was even able to buy myself a car, wow, like a really? used car, to travel around. Okay. And actually, I saved so much money that, like, the last two months of my visa, I decided to travel around Australia, and uh, only with my car. And I went all around. Okay. So it's a working holiday visa from yes, Australia, right? Exactly, okay. Exactly. So when I was in Australia and New Zealand in February, my friend and I, everyone was like, oh, are you guys on your working holiday? And we were like, no, what is a working holiday at the beginning? And by the end, we were just like, yeah, we're signing up for that next year. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool. So then you did regional work and you were in Australia for a year total. Yeah, I've been there for one year. And then from there... Where did you go next? What was well, the next big trip? Um, you know, Australia gave me the confidence, like, to travel by myself because, like, Australia is such a wild place and there's so many aspects, you know. I wasn't expecting that. Not only... <laughs> such a what place? Wild place. Wild, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not only talking about, like, the wildlife, you know, dangerous mm -hmm. animals are everywhere. But also people, like, are very different from what I was expecting. So it was actually a good trip under so many circumstances. It helped me to grow and to give me the confidence, like, to travel alone in so many places. Cool. So from there, I went to many places. Papa, Nueva Guinea, New Zealand, Singapore, okay. Malaysia. I started to go a little bit around Oceania. Oceania you okay. Know? Like, and was that right after Australia? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So um, how long did you spend away from home? Uh, probably, like, three months okay. traveling. And again, like, it's such a good thing to do because it helps you to save a lot of money. Now, I don't know if the situation is the same. You mm -hmm. know, it's been seven, uh, 60 years since okay. this experience. And probably many things change it right now. Mm -hmm. But Australia love backpackers. Okay. And I really recommend everyone to do this experience if you have the okay. chance. So do the working holiday, exactly. go and, and do a job that's different. You have to be under 30, I think. I believe so, yes. Okay. Cool. And then you also taught English in China, right? Well, yeah. 
then after Australia and traveling in Asia, I went to China as a tourist. Okay. Um, traveling around, uh, I found like this school which offered me a job. Even if my English is not perfect, I'm not a native speaker. Like uh, back then, like that amount of teacher was so high that they were willing to offer me a job. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Like this is such a good opportunity for me to not only practice English myself, but you know, like to explain how English works to these young kids. You know, okay. it was such a, like a simple job that even a person like me could do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I went to Shanghai and I spent six months there uh, okay. and I worked as a teacher and again China was such like a oh my god it was an explosion of emotions you know okay. it's such like a different culture it's very very different I don't know how to explain what China really is for me I love and hate China at the same time okay. there are like so many contradictions in that country but there are so many beautiful things as well um, but I'm very enthusiastic when I talk about China you uh, are yeah so much that you know after like that experience in shanghai i mm-hmm. came back like just last year to work in china again okay because like um first of all i'm always been interested in the chinese culture and i wanted to know more and as okay. well like right now i'm a student of international business and i thought that learning mandarin was going to be good for my future career mm-hmm and so yeah i spent some time in china so after china i go back to italy and actually sorry before you go forward can i ask about learning mandarin um were you taking formal classes or were you just learning it from being in country well the first time that i went to china i yeah. didn't learn mandarin because i was interested i wasn't interested then okay. you know, i was like too much focused on the fact oh you know what i'm 21 i'm in china i just want to travel i don't right. really give a crap about anything else you know okay. i just wanted looking at the fun parts of it of course uh but when i came back last year i decided to enroll myself in a course mm-hmm. so i went to the school where they were you went to school while yeah, you were yeah. in China yeah. and you took courses. Yeah. And you also were teaching yes, English. Was, no, no. I was working uh, now, like, always in this kind of section, let's say, like mm-hmm. an English teacher business. But I was this time in the in the ad- administration office. Okay. So I was working at the management section. I okay. was actually training other teachers on how to, let's say... Um, how to do their job like you know okay. how to which one is the best way to interact with kids since i've been working with kids my whole life you mm-hmm. know i certainly know which are the best way like to you know present yourself not only to the kids but to the parents as well right you know okay very cool and how is your mandarin uh i actually do believe my mandarin is good you know um right now i had the chance to practice with a few friends who are like chinese around Mm -hmm. here and they say to me that it's good i cannot write in chinese because it's very complicated you know like there are like more than a thousand characters or or so yeah i like to memorize all of them you know it's just so complicated can you read any mandarin only my name and like simple things like thanks or hello you know but you can speak and listen yes i can okay. speak and listen and yes okay ni hao wo jiao ma liao what is ni hao wo she english lao she wo lai zi yi da li what did you just say just like hey my name is mario and uh i'm an english teacher i'm from italy wo she ar she si sua she like i'm 24 years old you know <laughs> nice. i'm actually 25 sorry i was, gonna say, I was actually yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's right See, this, is, this is how i memorize myself like <laughs> with the you'll, chinese language you'll always be 24 in china yeah exactly i like that very cool and 
Um, you told me after you went to China, where did you go? After China, I got back to Italy, and okay. uh, I spent some time there, like before deciding what I was going to do next. So I moved to London, uh, just like to have like some regular experience, you know, like every kid. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to live, like live on my own. I want my independence. And I was working there, uh, like as a private tutor. Like okay. I was teaching Italian back then, and I did actually some job over like restaurants, you know, like and other things, mm-hmm. just like regular backpacking jobs. After that, um, I got back to Italy, and I decided that I want to discover a new part of the world, which was the United States. Of okay. course, like meanwhile, like all this experience, I travel like in so many places around mm-hmm. Europe, especially because I want to. Uh, let's say European listener to know that like Europe offers so many opportunities to travel for free in things that we call like a cultural exchange. Okay. You know, like Europe sponsorizes you, like and gives you money to travel in other countries. Really? Yes, to discuss like general topics like religious, politics, econo- economy, so, like with other people from other countries. Okay. So, what would be a, a good resource to learn how to to get started if exactly. you wanted to do a cultural Absolutely. exchange? Uh, like you go to there is like this I believe the name of the project right now is Erasmus Plus Erasmus Plus yes something okay. like that yeah and like there is like a website where you can learn all about it oh cool and there is another one which is called like Salto Youth which is like a, a website where you can find all this kind of project where I've been involved too can you spell that? Uh, S-A-L-T-O-Y-O-U-T-H okay Salto Youth Yes. Cool. Thank you for spelling it. You're welcome. Your English is great. <laughs> it really so is. No, it's obviously much better than my Italian. You know, like, the my main concern about English is the fact that sometimes uh, I'm now able to speak four languages. You know, like, I speak Italian, I speak Spanish, I speak English, and I speak a little bit of uh, Chinese. And I'm mm-hmm. introducing myself to French. Uh, when you speak so many languages, like, your mind is set in a way that, like, you're focusing on speaking only that language, and it requires a lot of focus. Yes. You can understand me because, like, you're, like, a bilingual as well. You mm-hmm. know, you speak Spanish. With and Spanish and English. When and you learn another Spanish. language, like, uh, for instance, for myself, I try to not sound like a native speaker, but, like, be very fluent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, having a conversation without people say, oh, my God, like, you sound so Italian. You know, I don't speak like this when I speak English. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're not throwing pizza yeah, dough exactly, in the air or anything. Exactly. I always try to stay far away from the stereotype of, like, the English speakers who is not a native. I really feel like with, with other languages, and this is something recent, but... When I speak in Spanish, I feel like I'm a little bit spicier yeah, and I'm exactly. just, I'm, I'm dancing salsa exactly. right now, but, and with French, I'm a little bit more fashionable. Like, I feel like I definitely put myself into a character and I'm acting a little bit, but I think that's part of learning another language is obviously you're always going to be yourself, but it's also like putting yourself out there and putting yourself into a different box than you've ever seen yourself before so I'm really impressed because I see you go from English to Spanish to Italian and then we were calling pizza restaurants yesterday <laughs> so your, your French was very good enough to, to ask people for delivery so yeah, exactly um, so we failed people it was, it was a failure <laughs>
<laughs> we got pizza tonight. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so, okay, very cool. So then you decided to go to the United States. Yes. Or you wanted to go yes, to the United exactly. States. Yes, exactly. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. I love the United States. And where in the United in States did you go? Okay. New York. New York okay. State, actually. Uh, but I spent some time in New York as well. And I travel a little bit around. Okay. I love the United States. And um, I was actually applying to study there but my visa got refused by the usa government because oh, i was sorry. poor <laughs> really <laughs> yeah did I they actually, give me that reason yeah I, it's a very like complicated story basically like i got a scholarship from the university okay but the scholarship worked in a funny way basically like in order to get the scholarship every year i had to have like a, to get certain results you okay. know at a the end of the GPA. year yeah exactly mm-hmm. i'd like to have like minimum i believe of 3.0 okay gpa yeah. And GPA is a grade point average. Yes, exactly. And, but like, um, in order to get like the money, I have to get this GPA. But they say to me like, okay, we give you the money for that. But what if you don't get the GPA? You mm-hmm. need to give us like at least like $30,000 of insurance because we all know how expensive tuition is mm-hmm. in the United States. So back then I didn't have this money and I didn't want to ask to my parents too because such a big money for European, right. you know, it's like in, in Europe, like no one will ever pay. Such for a, university? Yeah, exactly. Such okay. a, an amount of money for university because okay. here we got free education, you know, like it's different. But I was just like so, like you know, like so excited about the idea of oh, I'm going to New York to right. study in a university. Yeah, but my visa got refused. But I still got the chance to travel, like, around America. Okay, so I you went, went to, to Florida, America. I went to California, went to Texas, went to uh, Vermont, went to Canada, like, you know. What was your favorite part? Um, like, your favorite place? Probably New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, I, I love, love New Orleans. Yeah, I love New Orleans. It's a really cool place. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, and let's say, for me, America was always, like, a big dream. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Again, growing up like in a, such a small town of farmers of only three hundred people, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't. I always, you know, look at the movies like and stuff like that. I was okay. like, oh my god, America, New York, God, it's just like everything is bigger here, and it's mm-hmm. true, you know. So when I went to New York the first time, it was such an emotional thing for me. I do remember like the ride coming from JFK. Uh, at one point, like you know, like the car was going up on the hill and then uh-huh. came down, and you see all like on the big overpass. Yes, exactly. And you see all these lights and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, it was such so overwhelming. It's so magical. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do remember having chills in the car and like I just start crying because it was very emotional for me. That's amazing. It was like a dream come true. Actually, so that's so cool because when I I lived in New York for three and a half years and. One of my jobs, I was really, I my subway stop was in Times Square, and I would get to work around, I would get to work early, um, and sometimes like around six or seven in the morning, and that was when all of the European tourists who had jet lag were up early and traveling, and it always made New York a little bit more magical for me to see it through their eyes, uh, because at that point I was a little bit jaded, but I've started to really... When I find out someone's been to New York, um, I like love to hear their story of, of when they first saw it because it gives me the chills because it is such an amazing city and, and such an important place. So I, I'd say as well, like New York is one of the cities that suits well, like traveler and tourist. Okay, You know yes, what I mean? Definitely. Like I mean, like you can get the tourist part like, oh, let's go to like the Statue of Liberty. Oh, let's go to mm-hmm. Times Square. But as a traveler, for me, like the magic was like just like in uh, how 
people from different countries that were meeting together in just right. one place. You know what I mean? Like, and how at night, you know, that you get that kind of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just very, you very. You get the vibe. Yeah. Very, very like difficult to explain what kind of emotion certain city gives to you. Right. You know? No, it is. And, and it's like. I feel like it's a certain type of charm or charisma that I always think of New York and now in a very romantic way. Yeah. Um, but how cool. Yeah. And then, so after the States, what, what? After the States, I went to Mexico. Okay. And spent like a lot of time there traveling around Mexico. I love Mexico. Mexico is one of my favorite countries. Yeah. It's your home and you know yes. that we've been talking about that. And from Mexico, I've been to Guatemala. Oh, really? And yes. And then I come back home for another year and I moved to Sweden. Okay. Um, I want to. Uh, the reason why I moved to Sweden is because, like, uh, we all know Sweden at like this kind of stereotype that everything is perfect there. And actually, mm-hmm. it is. But, like, uh, <laughs> really? please, Swedish people don't get offended. At some point, it gets so boring. You know, where really? I mean, everything works so fine there. Okay. Like, literally, everything is perfect. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. Yeah. You know perfect what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, bus, like, are on time. Like, everything Ugh. is damn perfect. <laughs> well, isn't it very expensive? It's absolutely insane. I mean, my salary was quite good, but I didn't save any money. You know, like, everything was going away Do from the rent. Do you mind if I ask what you were doing? Uh, I was actually a teacher there. Again. Okay, yeah. cool. Basically, you know, everywhere I go, Always I was teaching. working as a teacher, yes. Very cool. <laughs> well, that's so interesting, too, because I... Um, I had no idea you lived in Sweden and we've been living in the same room for almost two months. So this this is a really fun yeah. podcast <laughs> to do to really learn a lot about you. But you, you, why, you wanted to move there because it seemed so perfect. I, it, I just want to have like an idea of what a perfect society is. Okay. You know what I mean? Got because it. like uh, Australia is not. Italy definitely is not. Okay. You know, like and everyone were just talking to me. Oh, you should go to Sweden. You should see how happy people are there. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. How kids are educated. They have a great education system. Yes. Literally, it's absolutely great. I have nothing negative to say about Sweden. But mm-hmm. like people were kind of like to me dry you know what i mean like they were okay. just like so perfect you know what okay I mean? and uh, I, I don't think this is, a, this is an offense but for someone like me mm-hmm. just sometimes you know you need the chaos a little bit you know you need a like little the kind chaos, of like yeah. wrong note that like yeah. just like spice your day a little something bit. didn't work yeah, something exactly. was broken so. so so okay this makes me want to ask like and this might be a bit existential but like uh, do you have an idea of what would be perfect for you? Because for me, like Mexico City is such a perfect, it's so messed up, definitely in a lot of ways, but it it's perfect because it makes me feel, I feel really at home there and I'm able to make things work even in, even though I moved there without a job and moved there not, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, but it's kind of been the perfect place for me in terms of proximity to my family ability to live life the way i want to and and the, the economy etc well so, let's say um my life lately has been very unstable you know right. i literally change country every single year right and uh, there are like so many places that i could call home you know what i mean where i feel yes. like home like for instance my favorite city in the world like out of all the one that I've seen is Istanbul in Turkey. Okay. It's like such a magical city for me. And every time I go there, like I go there every time I can. Literally, okay. I've been there more than probably eight times wow. so far. You know what I okay. mean? 
and I never get tired of it. Like mm-hmm. it's just giving me something that other cities do not. Okay. You know, it's just like a mix of perfect cultures there. There's Asia, there's Europe, and like uh, for you know, like now right now, everyone say to me, "Oh, you shouldn't go to Istanbul. It's dangerous. Like Islamism, blah blah." To be honest, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Really. I go there and I feel safe. Okay. You know, like I walk at night and there's no problem. Of course, like for a woman, it might be different. I have to right. be totally honest. No, of course. But just like in every single place nowadays, you know, even in Italy. Yeah. You know, like or in France, Paris anywhere. itself. So let's yeah. not call it bad. There's it. danger anywhere. Exactly, exactly. But again, there are like so many places that I could call home, but I haven't found yet like a place where I say, you know what, maybe I could raise a family here, you know, like okay. I can put a br- uh, brick. Right. You know? It's very hard for me to find that concept yet. But okay. it's because, like, I'm in a point of my life where I'm focusing a lot on my career mm-hmm. and I'm staying away from relationship or, like, any kind of things that okay. would be considered a distraction. Okay. I uh, just like the idea of, like, discovering new things more and more. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, like, maybe it's not that healthy, you know, for your mind, like, all those changes. Uh, but it's a challenge that I have with myself, right. you know what I mean? I'm sure that at some point maybe I'll find a place or maybe some heaven might change like my mind about certain right. places you know like if I look at myself five years ago I was mm-hmm. like I'm never going to stay in Europe I just want to stay like so far away from Italy right and now I'm completely opposite now I want to okay. enjoy my family more you know it's like definitely you know, I like France because like it's very close to home it's mm-hmm. only two hours if something happened I don't have to you can to, be there yeah, I can take yeah. like a 15 hours flight right so like um things change continuously due to event due to people right due to everything's always always fluctuating exactly um okay very cool and um is there any place you've you're you've traveled so much but is there anywhere you haven't been that you're dying to go oh my god absolutely um i've never been like in the bay very like deep africa you know what i mean like Namibia, Tanzania, Congo, like this okay. kind of place. I've only been in the north of Africa. And I really would like to see that. You know You'll what I mean? Yeah, enjoy like, it. Try yeah. this kind of things very wild. Because I think for how sad is it to say, those places are very, like, forgotten. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. Yeah, like, unfortunately, those people live in a state of poverty. You poverty, know I mean? Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, they don't have a lot. But um, I saw this documentary once, and I don't remember the name. It was National Geographic. And it was talking about, like, all those people in Tanzania, were, which were, like, all Christian, you know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. living, like, such a happy life with nothing, you know what I mean? Right. And they were all wearing this colorful dress, and this kids had, like, yeah. this beautiful white smile. And uh, it just made me think, oh, I really want to go there. I want to know, like, really? what's the secret of those people, like, living so yeah. happy with nothing? You know? And the wildlife there is exactly. Oh my god, animals like uh, yeah. park landscapes. There's just so much to see. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see photographs from when you go. Can you tell us about your photography? Well, um, I'm actually a photographer. I call myself a photographer. You are. You're a photographer. <laughs> I own a professional camera. <laughs> and you know how to operate it. Yeah, exactly. I have I, to say, I, like to interrupt, Mario. Um, Mario and I are sitting on a little, we, what did, someone was calling terrace, it like a petite terrace yeah. this afternoon, but we are looking up, we have a, like a half moon and amazing stars. And about a month ago, Mario was out here 
taking photos of like the full moon with his camera, which I don't know anyone except for Mario who's been able to capture the moon on photo. Like, I just have to look at it and say, okay, remember what that looks like because (laughs) you can never get a good picture. But your your photography is amazing, and uh, so I really look forward to to following along. What with about more. you? What's like a place that you're dying to go? A place I'm dying to go, um, uh, South America. Actually, I I really want to go to Chile and Argentina. Um, I've been to Brazil, but it was during my semester at sea when I lived on a, a ship and was studying abroad. So I'd really like to go trekking in Patagonia and see all the cool wildlife in Chile. And I've heard that Santiago is like one of the most underrated cities. Um, It just seems like all very far away yet sophisticated. And also like now that my Spanish is, is, has reached fluency. I love the idea of, of traveling to Spanish speaking countries where I can learn about a different culture because Mexico is so different, I think, than the rest of Central and South America. I think you make a very important point, which is like when you travel, people don't just go by the book. You know, of course, mm-hmm. like it's nice to go to New York. It's nice to go to Miami and stuff like that. But only make your research about places that are unknown because those are the places that like you will remember. Yeah, you well, my, my new thing is really in the past two years, I am traveling to places that... I'm like, where can I do something that I like to do at home or like some kind of activity? So I really like skiing. So Chile is on my on my agenda and I like to be in cities. So Buenos Aires is very interesting to me. I like hiking. So Patagonia, but it's like a 12 hour flight from Mexico and kind of expensive. So it's something that I want to make sure I block enough time and money for once I get there. So Um, But yeah, those are definitely high on my list. Um, Speaking of traveling, here's my segue. Um, Let's talk about hitchhiking. Because, um, sorry in advance, mom. I I know my mom listens to this podcast and is an awesome supporter. Um, I've, you know, I've been in France for three months and until... Two weeks ago, I had not hitchhiked at all, and I had never considered it as an option um, because I would just wait or ask someone for a ride if they were going from from the place we're living into town, which is a four-mile walk on a road without a sidewalk. An hour and a half, people. It's an hour and a half. (laughs) And Mario was like, well, it's France. You're going to be fine. I'm fine. And Mario goes to the gym, like, every day, uh, and it's four miles away, so it's like three hours round trip walking, or like twenty minutes round trip if you're in a car. But there's not a bus, and and people aren't always driving between these two places. And Mario's twenty five, and I'm twenty eight, and I think it's hard for me as an adult to. We've talked about this too, but asking for help, like asking for a ride, when you're almost thirty is a lot different than asking for a ride when you're 15. Like, I know how to drive, and I know how to do a lot of other things independently. So um, hitchhiking kind of opened up my eyes. I've only done it three times. But once I got picked up right away by a man who was a bus driver, and was he was driving his regular car into town. The other time was like a young, 
these this kids were definitely like in high school and they took me home and the third time was just a guy that was going into town and I I had been walking for like an hour so I was pretty close to getting to where I needed to go but what do you think Mario like I I also speak very little French so I get in the car and I like point to where I need to go I'd say that the funnest part like first of all is if I like right now we're in like season so we get to see like more people high season yeah, yeah because it's a summer but in the beginning like uh like those villages are very small so yes. like I end up actually jumping in the car of like the same person who gave me a ride oh, the really? day before you know like <laughs> so it was very funny because he said to me like why don't you just like get a bike and I said like oh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna be completely honest like back then the, the weather was awful I mean, oh you've yeah seen it like it was raining a lot then it rained like the first two months I exactly here. and for me like being locked in it's just like such another good things like I it was very like, isolating walk. yeah yeah it's a beautiful prison like let's call it like this you know yeah. it's a beautiful amazing place i'm just so glad to be here to be honest with you like but i also i think it's important to note that this is a location that i keep recommending people ask like if i would recommend it and i say i would recommend it if you're going if you're going on a girl's wine trip if you're going on a couple's trip or like a family trip or a family trip but i think it's not a good place if you're a solo traveler because it's very it's a very expensive place so if you're spending all of your money if you're the only person sharing expenses that's expensive obviously but also like it's just not it's not a very social place people Mm. come here to get away from it all and mario and i are kind of just like no, giggling like, let's just call this place a resort like this it's place a resort. A resort. it's a place where you go just you just want to enjoy pool yeah. drinks like in good weather and it's not a very social yeah resort. exactly but it's absolutely amazing it was one of the most beautiful places i've ever seen in my life and i have to be completely honest like it's an experience that you have to do at some point in your life yes maybe when you're a bit older like let's say yes. 30 35 so like what are some of let's talk about like the most amazing things like there's almost um no traffic exactly no <laughs> there, noise the lavender fields sky at night yeah the be- we like can see amazing. so many stars the lavender fields have been in bloom for about a month exactly. everything smells incredible the property we're on has um like apricot trees fig trees they have a farm where they grow yeah quality of the food is amazing too yeah a ton of fresh vegetables and their chickens that hatch eggs it's there's a tennis court like it's incredible. There's a lot to do. There's yeah. a lot to do, absolutely. But again, it's not a place for backpackers. Like, but if you're a family or a co- actually if you're a couple, that's yeah. the most romantic place yeah, it's you a very, find. Yeah, very France. romantic. Place. And like you know, or even if you want to get a a girl or anything like, that, just bring in a place like this. I'm sure <laughs> if <laughs> it you're will a be a success. Couple. You know. <laughs> so, but um, but it is interesting to be here, not as part of any of those groups. Yeah, exactly. And I'm that's I'm so thankful for to have you here Mario and to get to be your roommate because it's made things a lot more social for me and opened up like a a ton of different things than I I ever considered. So you told me that I introduced you to podcasts which yeah, is like very is awesome. <laughs> but you introduced me to an app called Blah Blah Car yeah. spelled B L A B L A car which is essentially ride sharing. So if people are traveling between two cities, they would, and they're the only person in their car, they have empty seats, they would put their their ride on this app and they would charge you a certain amount of money depending on how far you're traveling. And then um, they're also like reviewed 
peer reviewed and given stars. It's like Uber. They yeah, they have a rating and a background that, like, check. In order for you like to post a ride, like you have to be identified by the website. Yes, so and it's, it's very safe. It's, yeah, yeah. Like even t- for me to upload a photo, like I think my profile picture was rejected like three times because it wasn't a clear full-on shot of my face without my forehead sure. covered or anything exactly. like that so it's it's very it's safe but it's also very convenient and um and it's i don't know i feel like it's good for yeah. the environment it's good everyone wins like and in places like france where actually public transportation are so damn expensive it saves yeah. you a lot of money like yeah. you can say up to 30 euros for Definitely. instance like to get from up to marseille it's like two euros to get to Avignon, and then from Avignon the train mm-hmm. is around twenty five. If you're lucky, yeah, and because with, there are French train strikes exactly. this summer, so yeah. there are fewer trains yeah. and it's more expensive. Meanwhile, with blah blah car, you only pay five euros to get from here to Marseille, like, yeah. and you're very comfortable in a seat. Sometimes yeah. people are are so actually kind; they will come and get you to your hotel. You know. Yeah, I do have to say, like two or three of the blah blah cars I've taken have not had air conditioning and I still give these people a good review but I is that a very European thing because in the states if you didn't have air conditioning it would be like unheard of uh, let's just say like uh, in Europe like when it comes to travel again it's um, you can see it like I think even here you know like you see people on camper and stuff like that camping it's a yeah, very old fashioned thing you know okay. what I mean like people just take things easier Okay. I'd say, like, for what my experience is, again, that in the United States, it's something more fancy, you know? Okay. A little bit more, like, um, something you research more, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, I, for what my experience is, I don't think blah, blah, car will be something possible Okay. there, you know? Yeah. And while, like, in Europe, like, it's very common to just share your stuff with other people. Okay. Yeah, and it is very, like, a sharing yeah. culture. Um. What do you think about... Okay, also, I've been taking the bus a lot. So the bus between... And um, I'm going to put this... I'm going to do a blog post on my website about this because there is... It's almost not published anywhere, but the the bus system between here from Apt to Avignon is like... It's a it's an hour and a half bus ride and it's two euros and 60 cents. It's very cheap, yeah. but... Um, but it's and it uh, the schedule like isn't it's not very clear and if you look on Google Maps it shows that there are like is like one bus per day or something like that mm-hmm. so but it's it is confused. it is like I do feel a little bit like I'm on the amazing race sometimes like once <laughs> once I got a bus from the airport in Marseille to the town of Aix en Provence and I like p- had to push somebody out of the way so I could make a train and like mm. like I <laughs> sometimes I'm like. Oh my gosh so then I got on the train and then I had to get on another bus and then I had to call someone to pick me up and it was like okay finally made it you know after 18 forms of transportation and that's just to get to the closest major city yeah, so, and let's just say people they will leave one of the biggest towns like in the yeah, area this is, <laughs> you know this is a big, mean? like this is we're four miles from one of the biggest towns, but exactly. And then the town that I've been going to a lot is even it's way smaller, and I got a bike, which like <laughs> is another hilarious thing. Like, I I befriended the people who work at the bar in the the village. It's not even called a town, and I was like, hey, I'm looking to buy a bike, and I was hoping that they just would find me one and give it to me, which didn't 
it almost happened. So I found one on Facebook Marketplace and I asked um one of the girls who works at the bar to to just like check my message before I sent it to this guy asking if if he would uh deliver the bike to me. And she started to send the message and then she saw who the person I was sending it to was and she goes, "Oh my gosh, my boyfriend knows him. Just a minute." And then instead of paying 60 euro for the bike, uh, she got it dropped off for free and then the bike needed a tune-up and the owner of the bar tuned it up for me. I mean, to be fair, it was a really crappy bike, but it did get me to and from the village, which was an, a mile and a half and away. And a good workout section. And a good workout, <laughs> a good workout. So getting to town, I could I could ride my bike like three quarters of the way and then I would have to walk with the bike up the hill and coming from town I just coasted it was amazing but I mean I would say for being if you want to travel around the Luberon region of France just without a car just be prepared to be flexible I hope that you have a lot of time and patience and good books or podcasts, and books to read, podcasts to listen that's to. That's a personal advice. Don't travel on Sunday. <laughs> We're like... Oh, yeah. Limited, <laughs> you can only get limited bus service. Exactly. I think it's just like one per day. I mean, people, I actually came back from a trip in Italy on a Sunday. And I had to get like a bus from Marseille to Aix-en-Provence. From Aix-en-Provence, I got a blah, blah car to Avignon. And from Avignon, I had to be hiking to get like where I am. <laughs> so I just like, I just want you to know like... Yeah. What kind of struggle? And have you ever had a a poor hitchhiking experience? Um, not actually here. Like quite surprisingly, not here. Yeah. I actually was expecting this because, like, you know, but thanks, like, thank God, like you got a lot of tourists around, and yeah. tourists can understand travelers. Yeah. You know? I actually, yeah, I my only poor experience was that I had to walk for about an hour and no one picked me up, but I was at like five in the morning on a Monday and. And the whole time I was like, if I was driving, I would pick that girl up. And then I was like, no, I actually probably wouldn't. Like, unfortunately, because it's not part of the culture in the United uh. States. So if people are hitchhiking, they're probably like a prisoner that has escaped from jail. Like yeah, Because you have guns, you know, like and stuff like that <laughs> there. <laughs> but actually, actually, in Colorado, when you're leaving the airport from Denver... I, there are signs that say do not pick up hitchhikers because it's near a federal prison. Oh, my God. So you could pick up a prisoner, which, like, that's, that's scary. That's so scary, yeah. But also, like, you could be picked up by someone who just doesn't take you to where you want to go. Exactly. And they just kidnap you. Again, like, this, this is not a, <sighs> like, thank God, like, the our mind is not set in this way. Yeah. And as well, I have to be completely honest, even, like, myself, like, it's all about the way you look. You know, like, we talk yes. about it, you know, like, when I have to go in town, people, I always dress myself very cute, try to look like a <laughs> middle-class, perfect man with sunglasses and a shirt. I always show that I have, like, an iPhone so that I, like, I'm rich enough to, for, you know, like, to, <laughs> let's to say, like, afford, like, an iPhone. So I say, you know, he must not be a criminal. Let's, let's pick him up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really about, like, the way you look. So yeah. if you have to reach out, people try to look good. Don't try to look yeah, like a scumbag. Yeah, definitely dress, I think, in terms of traveling in general, yeah. definitely dress um up a little bit nicer than than you would for your workout exactly um but uh, actually after talking about this i think i'm done hitchhiking for now forever <laughs> if i can but the thing is it was a very very last resort yeah exactly so 
just because you don't want to walk for i mean i don't mind walking like if the weather was better safe like you literally are walking like in a ditch next to a vineyard and cars are driving very fast exactly so and the weather like the sun is very strong yeah so okay just psa if you're gonna hitchhike use trust your gut and uh be careful and (laughs) what else do we want to talk about um Mm. what so we're gonna talk about what we're doing next Right. So, I mean, just in terms of location. So um, I'm flying home tomorrow. Mario's driving me to the airport. The flight is at seven in the morning. And since it's so far away, it's we're leaving at three in the morning and it's almost 1230. <laughs> but um, I'm going to be in Mexico City. I'm so excited to go home. And then um I'm going to go home to see my parents and have my 10-year high school reunion, which I am uh, 75% excited and 25% a little bit anxious about. (laughs) But um, I really am looking forward to getting to see people that I've known my whole life. I had an awesome time in high school, and uh, I can't wait to catch up and and hear about people and, and their lives and meet their significant others and maybe their kiddos and uh and just hear how people are doing um but how about you mario well like uh my future perspective i'm very uncertain at the moment but like i'm flying to italy on the 26th and i'll stay there for a while then i probably go to greece to visit some of my relatives some family. there okay yes and will you be in the water like near the water i would be in crete in, in crete Rackley, okay yes um, I'll just enjoy some time there. I'll just say let's. I'll take a month of break because I need it. Yeah, you deserve you know? it. Yeah, I need that. Like just like to enjoy and you know, be just relax. Okay. You know? Doing nothing all day, being in underwear all day is the best <laughs> thing for me. I love to be in underwear. We're actually. I have to note we are both wearing our um, <laughs> bathrobes from the hotel, and we'll share a photo because yeah. we both spend a lot of time in these bathrobes. Like I think when we go to take showers, neither of us take towels. We just no. take the bathrobes, and it's just so comfortable. We're yeah. very. We're getting very good at lounging. Exactly. You know, since we are living at a resort, we have to take take advantage. Exactly. <laughs> but um, Mario, you. You consume a lot of content. You watch a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, you're always playing games. And what's like? What's your app of the week? Like, well, like right now, um, I do actually enjoy to play this online game, which is very popular lately. It's called PUBG. It's like PUBG. A, yeah, PUBG. P U B G. P U B G. Okay. Yeah, and basically it's just like a war game, you know, where like you have to kill other people, and it's just it's fun. A war game. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said a word. No, game. no, no, a war, war. War. Game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I didn't think that what you were playing was a <laughs> word game. No, like Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you. That's an aggressive form no. of Scrabble because <laughs> you hear like I'm in the next bed over hearing like gunshots. I'm like, um, what? My app of the week is Backgammon. And if anyone has any positive recommendations, please send me them. But I'm very like we I played a lot of backgammon when I was sailing with my friends and also I played it on my phone. But um, the app I'm playing on isn't uh, so beautifully designed. So if anyone has a like a well-designed backgammon app, I would love to I would I would pay money for it. So if you want to design one, please uh, let me know. I'd be happy to help pick out some some patterns because right now it's just like black and white Mm, you know it's so boring 
But um, I backgammon has been a really good way to pass the time, and because the Wi-Fi here is horrible, um, that's all I do. <laughs> but I've been beating the computer and playing on hard, level hard. Um, now we're gonna go into a section of the podcast that I'm going tentatively to name high altitude, low blood sugar. So we're going to talk about our highs and lows of the week. Mario, would you like to go first? Well, let's say that like being the last week in France, um, I decided like it was the moment of me like to just enjoy the place itself for real. So mm-hmm. I went for some local food, you know, mm-hmm. and spent a lot of money. <laughs> but right. like... um. Being Italian, I had a lot of stereotype about friends. I have to be completely honest. You know, we are enemies. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. <laughs> we consider ourselves Not enemies. Not even frenemies? Yeah, no, no, no. We are enemies. That's okay. like, you know. Uh, but I have to say that, like, actually, French surprised me very posi- positively. Positively? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy, actually, the food here. And I'd say that, like, the hike of my hike of the week are the people here. Mm-hmm. Because I would have been lost without the people who give me, like, a ride to the town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of thing. So, the people in this place were the hike of the week. Okay. The low was probably, let's say, hmm, let me think about it. Stroking his beard. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the laziness. That like oh my gosh, people the pizza your, delivery. Exactly, the pizza delivery. I mean, people, we live, live, like, as you said, like, it's four miles away from the town. And we were calling, like, these people to deliver pizza to us. And they were like, no, it's too far away. It's four miles, for God's sake. Everyone we called, they were like, yes, we speak English. No, we will not deliver. Yeah, On we a called Saturday something night. like 15 people, like 15, yeah. 15 restaurants, you know. So yeah. that's my definitely the love of the week. Yeah. Because yesterday I was screaming pizza so badly. Like, to the point that I was actually going to eat a pizza in France. And I'm Italian. Yeah. I'm very actually judgmental when it comes to pizza. Yeah. I always have something bad to say about <laughs> it. But I was craving it. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I think my, my high of the week is the end of trip giddiness that I have. So, being away from home for seven weeks and then being so excited to go back. But it's it's very bittersweet. But... I've gotten to bond with with Mario and with everyone who lives in our house so much and the people at the hotel and it's very it kind of feels like the last day of school yeah. right like I'm like okay I'm about to be kind of like in a setting where I feel more free but I'm also so thankful for like everything that's happened so this summer I've gotten to and I I wrote this all down on my way back from Italy on my long journey but I um like I've gotten to travel to amazing places that have always been on my list, but I was able to actually check them off. So I got to go to Morocco. I got to go on this amazing sailing trip between like Italy to Corsica, which oh, Corsica wasn't on my list, but you guys definitely add it. It's amazing. Um, I got to see Switzerland, go to Barcelona. Like it, it was incredible. So and also I got to live in France, which was something that had always kind of been a pipe dream, but really I wasn't going to execute on it. So I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to come here. Um, And I think my low of the week, other than the pizza frustration, um, is that my French uh, isn't really where I was hoping it would be at the end of this time. 
But I'm really inspired to, when I get back to Mexico, to continue learning French and see if I can get into like a once a week conversation club or something where I can continue learning because I, I like, I am interested in the language and I want to learn more. But uh, during the time that I was here, I wasn't really forced to learn more. I, I think to be fair, like you shouldn't blame yourself for it because... You haven't spent that much time actually in France. In you France. Know what I mean? like you but, travel a lot. Yeah. No, that's true. You were not actually, you didn't have even the chance to practice it. You know what I mean? Right. So. But, but I do have to say that um, my, um, my French reading comprehension has definitely come much further. I can't necessarily pronounce all the words correctly, but I can understand exactly. much more than I did when I arrived. And like today, I... Um, was I was on my computer and I I went to vogue.com and for some reason French Vogue came up and I read an article in French and I I definitely use Google Translate but I grasped about 40% of the article yeah. without Google Translate. Well, let's not forget so, that you know Spanish. And yes. like, you know, as we all know, With Spanish, Latin Italian, root. French, you yeah. know, all those Latin roots. Like, once, actually, I once you know one of those languages, it's going to be very easy to introduce yourself to the next one. Yes, exactly. You know I mean? so. And I think that's, um, since I think that my Spanish has come so far, I now feel comfortable and confident to move on to another language. I don't feel like I have broken Spanish and then would also have broken French. So um, what else do we have on my list? Do you remember? Oh, we wa- I wanted to say um, Mario. Um, <laughs> excuse my, my, me looking at my notes. Um, Mario, we wanted to highlight that you um, have a website. You sell photography through your yes, website? Yes, I do have my website. My website is like viandanteph.com. Okay, can you spell that? V-I-A-N-D-A-N-T-E.com. Okay. Uh, but like for now, it's actually on construction because I'm uploading like the pictures from France. Okay. It's going to be uh, unavailable for a uh, little amount of time. Okay. And as well, like I manage like a business. I'm actually a recruiter for like an agency who looks for um teachers like in asia okay and right english now teachers, yeah right? english teachers yeah. okay but you don't um, have to be a native no you have speaker. to be a native speaker you have to be a native speaker yeah okay um but like lately i'm not focusing so much on that because i have this work you know and like okay. it requires a lot of time it's a lot a lot of efforts but if you people are interested and want to have like an experience abroad yeah this content mb and she will put you in contact with me so what you need so if you want to have an adventure like we're having yeah. um uh where you would live in asia uh and teach english you would need to be a native speaker and have a bachelor's degree have a bachelor's degree and that's all <laughs> and an interest in traveling yeah, and, and be a criminal <laughs> clean and criminal record please don't please have a cr- clean criminal record um and so that's a, a really cool opportunity so um from f- to get in touch and learn more please send me an email uh we have a dedicated email address for this podcast thanks to my sister julia and that is cactus dispatch podcast at gmail.com um you can also check me out on instagram the handle is at Cactus Dispatch. And please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. I bought a ton of postcards when I was in... Um, I went to the town of Arles, or Arles, it's spelled A-R-L-E-S, 
And um, I went for a photographer, the William Wegman photography exhibit, which was another highlight of the week. So William Wegman dressed, dresses up his Weimariner dogs in, um, in human clothing and the dogs have such expressive faces. So it was just great. But I, I got a ton of awesome postcards. And if you want to receive one, you just need to leave an iTunes review and I will reach out to you, get your address, and I'll send you a postcard from wherever I am in the world. And um, I've sent four or five. And, and I really appreciate the reviews from that have come in. Thank you to my friends, Hannah, Sarah, and Edmund. Um, you guys are awesome. And... Let me see. I think that's all we have. Yes, it was such a beautiful conversation. Yes, thank it was. You. Thank you so much for joining me, thank Mario. You, for me. you have been such a good friend and so inspirational, and I can't wait to see what you do next. And I know that we will keep in touch. And um, exactly. I look forward to having you as a guest on my podcast. Oh, you. We also. I wanted to highlight that Mario has a podcast that's launching, um, very shortly, and it's. Called the Viandante. Yes, the Viandante. Okay, and that's spelled T H E space. V I A. Sorry, V I A N D A N T E. And what does Viandante mean? Well, I think like the English word you have for Viandante is like Wayfarer or something. Oh, the Wayfarer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, very cool. Um, okay, so with that, we're going to say goodbye. Okay, au revoir, people. Au revoir, ciao. And. Good night. And good night. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, this is Mary Beth. I am reporting live from a bus stop in Apt, France, which is very close to the town where I've been living all summer. And I just wanted to record this right now because it just happened, but I needed to get to the bus stop earlier than anyone in my house could drop me off. So I decided to um, try hitchhiking at the advice of my friend Mario, who also lives in my house. He said, oh, it's France. He's an Italian guy, and he's like, it's France. It's so safe. Don't worry about it. And I have to say, it honestly was a great experience. I don't know why I expected that I would have to be picked up by a truck driver and kidnapped and sold into sex slavery, um, but it was really great. A very nice man picked me up. He had a nice car. He asked where I was going and said he could only get me so far, but then in the end he ended up taking me all the way exactly to the bus stop and um, and dropping me off and saying, okay, you'll be perfect right here. So I just wanted to say, like, as it was happening, it, it was an option that I never thought of in terms of transportation in this area. It was either to get around, um, I always had to get to this town that's four miles walking away. And I always thought uh, I have to ask my boss, which would be kind of inconvenient, or I have to ask a driver who's not always available, or take a taxi, or potentially walk. But it turns out that sometimes when you think there are only a limited number of options, there's actually an additional option that might be better than any of the ones that you've, you've been considering. So just a small plug for hitchhiking and being open, obviously while being safe, but now that I've done it, I definitely feel like I could do it again without any problem. And um, obviously proceed with caution, but um, just, just a small note for me. Have a good day.